Golden Deer Productions. Golden Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, answer, just, you forgot to answer. This dude is sponsored by Levi's Jeans. Wait, were you doing bottoms and tops? Yeah, just yeah. a ton of different outfits, and we did do the video, but not What did you do at your crib? Uh, Life of the Party. So it was basically like a kind of a house party kind of vibe um, in my house. And, yeah. So you live in like a nice area of Providence? Yeah, and we, we like rented this basement. So it was all in the basement. My parents were like... And so pretty much what happened is like a lot of like black kids came through and threw a party, and you're like the only white dude there. Paris, Paris helped out. Okay. In, in being the other so, white person. Um, <laughs> that's mad funny. But don't you think if you want to help grow someone's page, you'd be better off just showing them and teaching them how to create engaging content? We got young, I don't even know how to get, we'll call you young Stephen Hawking in the building. This guy's got a robot brain, but I feel him a lot. Take it away, Max. Uh, hi, my name is Max Elferio, and this is my golden hour. Water. Earth, fire, air. Long ago, the four dear nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the fire deer attacked. Only Derek, master of all four elements, could stop those boys. But when Boston needed him most, he vanished into the enchanted golden deer forest. Season four. So the clap signifies the start of the episode. But before we start, I'm going to preface... I get a little paranoid if there's no one here checking on the camera. So there might be a couple of times when we run this where I'm like, yo, Paris, can you like go take a look? But why, why don't you swing up and say hi? Because this is part of the team, right? Here, well, give give us some mic space, bro. Holy shit, this is selfish. Hi. <laughs> uh, I'm Paris Evans, Max's girlfriend. And But you guys work together, right? Uh, yeah, I'm helping out with his uh, social media business, Overdrive. Whoa, so Max, you're the CEO. Uh, essentially the founder like it's more of a flat line wait wait so so what is your because paris is going to go take a business call after this what is your role uh, i'm one of i think we have about four social media um like uh personal success managers is what we call them and so professional yeah. okay <laughs> um so i keep track of how uh clients accounts are doing and if they're still performing the way that they should be and i go over to the software um and put in targets and talk to the clients about what they want so so are you just like checking analytics um yeah so basically i check I out like you're really analytics. personable though. you should have her all doing all the customer service and stuff <laughs> oh, man that's what she does. Yeah. That's what this call is. yeah so yeah. basically this call is um a client i haven't spoke to yet and so i'm just gonna get to know them and kind of get a sense of what they want for their account so that then in the future i can know like here are the type of accounts that i feel like you're, would fit you're, you're the person. schmoozer oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> good everyone needs one of those in a exactly. startup <laughs> All right, word. Yeah, so whenever you need to take the call, just let me know, and I'll, I'll let you come out. Now, so. mm -hmm. Thank you. For sure, man. And, yeah, if you want to come back in, just, like, knock on the window, and we'll have you come back in. Good luck. Thanks. The team. <laughs> so, to my right, before we start, FedEx can bring packages. They can, FedEx At FedEx, you can ship packages, and you can also do other business stuff, but you can also meet a new friend. You can. 
So surprisingly, me and this young man met at a FedEx and he was doing some weird credit card scam or something was going on. <laughs> but I was like, I, I think he might have initiated with me. You're like, yo, what, what's this? What's this golden deer thing, man? That was back in the day when I was at Providence, bro. I'd be trying to ship out as much shit as I could to other colleges. Bro, I must be on like 20,000 wristbands or something crazy. Because every time I buy, I buy like, uh, probably maybe closer to 15,000. But <laughs> but there was a young man there. And I think you were like mocking up designs or something. Yeah, I was working on, I think it was a school project, but it, it overlapped with uh, FYO. Yeah, but what, were you like testing out samples or like? I think I was printing um, photos from New York Fashion Week to use for my like studio art. I'm just going to put that straight forward, so a little like marketing. That. Nice. But... What what had taken me before I give you the proper introduction? Yep. What had taken me back is I was like, you know what? There's a lot of people who want to start up businesses, right? This mm-hmm. has become a business for me. It didn't start like that. Yep. But there's a lot of people who like seem like they obsess over the idea of understanding all facets of a business. And that day, you said, "Yo, bro, I'm gonna make my own tags for my shirt." And I was like, "Yo, that's fire! How the fuck would you do that?" But that's fire. Did you end up doing that? tags yeah i think well actually you can show it go ahead if you need to refold it it's fine <laughs> no i know those don't have tags in them though i i have like a little sign thing it's not the tag but actually it says oh, fyo that's clean what yeah. is it how did yeah, you do it see that but hands um, hand no it's just a website for pretty much anything so it's like i think it's like labels.com they're iron on so you get a little label and then the size tag large medium and you fold it what, in. Is it what does that run you normally i mean you're not supposed to really list your prices oh business, no that's but. fine um I think those, it's all like, you know, you buy like 10 for like $10 or you buy like a hundred for like $11. That, that you like kind of popcorn, price popcorn then, scheme yeah. thing. You just got to go for that, more. That's what the wristbands are too, bro. Sometimes, yeah, sure. sometimes the wristbands will ship from Dallas yeah. and sometimes they'll ship from Guangzhou, China. Yeah. So like, what the fuck's going on with the business, dude? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yep. But the tax is a great branding idea, dude. Yeah. Would you, would you concur? Yeah. I think, um. I think definitely um, the tags help make it more official too. Um, For sure. I feel like that's – here, let me give you a proper introduction. So to my right, and if I mispronounce your name, that's I'll straight, bro. Yeah, all good. It's a tough one. Is Max Eleftherio. Did Killed I get it? it? Yeah, you got it. Which is – is that Greek? It's Greek. Mm-hmm. Eleftherio, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so Max is from Providence, and he's got his hand in a bunch of – shit like a bunch of crazy stuff and i imagine so max is a model a male model which is interesting as hell i think that's you were like yeah it's kind of a hustle for me max has also started up his own clothing brand future yacht owners Mm -hmm. fire i got a shirt myself i was wearing a couple days ago and max has now just started up a social media growth and tactics company Did I get that right? Well, I like that description. I have not, the tactics is a good tactics. word. Tactics. <laughs> yeah. Strategy. We some help, yeah. Do you want to um, just tell people who you are and kind of like... Go over those? Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, so I guess I'll start start backwards with that. But he was talking about this thing called Overthrive, um, overthrive.co. And that's essentially um, a social media automation tool. Um, we were talking before this, but... The way I kind of got into modeling and, and the clothing brand Future Yacht Owners is I was kind of just marketing it on Instagram. Um, I've just kind of, since I was 12, had my my fingers on the app like pretty much anyone my age. How old are you now, 19? 
20 now. 20. So just like growing up with Welcome Instagram. Welcome to the club, man. Yeah. The 20s club. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Dude, next year you can drink. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. fucking awesome. As a freshman in college. Whoa. Oh, yeah, shit. Oh, you, did, oh, you did two gap years? No, I did one, but I was already old. Stayed back in kindergarten. <laughs> dyslexic. Do well, I had a friend. Oh, you're dyslexic? Mm-hmm. Did you go to dyslexia school? Yeah, for a few years. Where's that? Hamilton. It's like part of Wheeler where I went. It's like a little. Oh, stuff. it's like a little booster. Yep. Booster. Damn, bro. You're dyslexic? Mm. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I got ADHD, bro. There you so, go. So, did you get extra time in SATs? Oh, yeah. A ton. Like, right? too much. Oh. But, like, I used it, but, like. Did it, did it help, though? I think, honestly, like, if, if I had, like, got an Adderall or something, it would have helped because yeah. I just, like, I could do, like, the first four hours and kill it, and then I was just dead. So, I basically ended up doing, like, going in there, pumping up for, like, the math, four hours. And then just sleeping for the rest of it, and then going back the next time, sleeping for the first half, and then doing. So the what's what's harder for you though? Is it math or English? Um, that's a tough one. I feel like I'm kind of uh, even actually. Most people have, especially when they're dyslexic, they're either like sick at math and like not really good at reading, or it's the you know. The oh, so opposite, some dyslexics can do numbers but not read, and some can. I feel read like that's the case. Um, yeah, yeah. Some of my classmates. I don't know if it was like. Because typically it's like dyslexia is like all words and stuff, but I think generally it's like more of a visual thing, so it can affect whatever. So, so what is it? Do you see like letters out of place? Or well, yeah, someone described it to me as if. Um, let me see, I need like an object here. That this should work. Maybe I'll use hmm, something that's not round. Can you pass me that clicker? Sure. The clicker could work. All right. So I was explained this with like some sort of like bottle cap or something, which also would work. But you want something. All right, anyways, so basically, like, a uh, dyslexic mind is going to, like, interpret objects at, like, a more three-dimensional level. So, like, I think, like, a caveman, whatever. I, I think this, like, was advantage. It helped out in some way, but yeah. it's, like, not good, obviously, for reading. Um, but, like, the letter B and D, for example, like, a dyslexic mind would group that B and D together because okay. if you were to look at the B and D, like, either way, whenever you turn it any three-dimensional, like, the B and D is going to be the same shape. <laughs> okay. So, we're just going to group it as one thing. So, you're saying your, your mind's a kaleidoscope. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and a two-dimensional mind would, would have, like, a clear, that's obviously a B, it's facing this way, and then that's facing this way, it's a D. Okay, so it's like, so there's a, I don't know if you're, you might know about it, but there's a school near where I grew up called the Carroll School. Have you heard of it? That's, like, the prominent dyslexic school in Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm I sure. think I may have heard of it. Yeah. And so... I do a lot of work with a children's author and he said for some reason that dyslexic readers just they just they receive the same information you just receive it differently and it's not like you're dumb it's just yep. like your brain can't read the same pattern. Yeah. No, definitely. Is that right? did I ca- categorize that right? Yeah. Okay. It's perfect. And I, I just, think I don't want to be disrespectful to dyslexics out there. Mind no, you, I'm a spaz too, so. Yeah. No, no, and it's not it's not at all and I think I think some of it plays into that's part of the reason why I'm into entrepreneurship. I've met a lot of like entrepreneurship. Well, people who start up at our age are usually psycho. Yeah, you, you, you got to be psycho. You think you're a psycho? Yeah, I know. Start psycho. start embracing it. Oh, are, no, are you big OCD too? Because I saw the way you lined all this shit up. No, like I'm I'm like OCD that way, but I actually have like OCD like in terms of me like, too. Yeah, like you obsessively think. Like intrusive thoughts. Yeah, bro, my dog. How oh. long how long you been dealing with that for? Oh, dude. I'll, well, that's just why I started FYO. Let me give you the more motivational story. Please, we'll but dude, that's the first person 
to talk about intrusive thinking. Yeah. Fire, dude. Me too. Really yeah. bad. Did you go to therapy growing up? Yeah. Me too, yeah. bro. Yeah. So I got so basically so I had a bunch of weird kind of brain stuff. I don't know if it's just part of being dyslexic, but um, starting pretty much when I was like twelve. Me too, bro. This is wild to me. I had this weird thing. So I don't, let's see if, if you line up with this, but basically, and I think I just had some sort of like, just very. Can I, can I just reference <coughs> intrusive thinking quick? So it. intrusive thinking, it's something I've battled with my whole life. Um, and I've never talked about it really with anybody, but uh, it's like your mind, you have thoughts that are either you would deem as like inappropriate or you have thoughts that are like aggressive or scare you and your mind can't just pass it off. It just attaches to it. And so like you have to <clears throat> come up with exercises on how to like get rid of these thoughts that and, it, and sometimes the thoughts that if you express them to people, they'd be like, dude, you're fucking nuts. Yeah. Or, no, I mean, all of it's nuts. And d- even d- like, d- we know it. We know it's nuts ourselves, but still. You have that like compulsions you have to fight through and all this stuff, but it's mm-hmm. like it's pretty. Did, did I just categorize it right? Yeah, you nailed it. And Word. that's crazy because I haven't really heard anyone. Like I had my uh, my friend's dad has it, and like he goes and he talks about it and everything. So like I know I know that people who it's like, gotten have ba- it, it's like it was a lot worse when I was younger. Yeah. you feel yeah. the same way. No, mine was worse a few summers ago. Um, I like the all time low, but even before that, I was just having you know anxiety. I had like bouts of depression. I think like. I don't know if it, I was already old for my grade by a year, but I felt like I was just like, by the time I was 12, I was like pretty depressed and like mm-hmm. everyone else was still like happy, like 10 year old kid. And I, I was you. just like, I switched over schools and I just couldn't, couldn't fit in, got really lonely. And then you know, I pulled myself out of that, um, just through like time and figuring it out. And I learned a lot and then just kind of waves of different things. I had this really weird thing, um, which I'm still kind of like figuring out like what exactly happened. Um, but I think it was like 12 and I was, this would have been sixth grade. Um, I think I'm getting that right. Maybe I'm 13 by that or 14. I don't know. Um, so was like 20 in middle school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, anyways, I'm just watching like my friends play basketball during like the 15 minute snack recess. And all of a sudden I'm just watching this and I just feel like a haze go over my eyes and I feel like I'm going to pass out. And so I just like, and I get like nauseous real fast. So I'm like running and then I'm like barely make it like waddle into like the, uh, the nurse's office. And she's like, okay, like lie down. So I lie down, put my feet up and basically I just faint, just pass out. And then I wake up. So vertigo or? Yeah. It's like some syncosipy vertigo. But, but what happened here when I woke up is that I had, uh, basically like a whole different feeling about the way I was like experiencing life. And it felt like I was like inside of a dream. Oh really? Yeah, and I was like at twelve, and it wasn't like being in a dream in a good sense. It was like you're fucking trapped in a dream. Like you need to like wake up and get back to life. And so I had all this like these these are thoughts that like obviously like no one should have, but like a twelve year old like navigating through this. So basically like that was that, and I was like navigating through it, and it took years to figure out. That's called it's another like health mental mental disorder um that's called derealization and basically yeah yeah so it may tie into some of the intrusive thoughts but dealing through that um and i think part of it is is like i think what that is is basically it starts to like separate and like something in your brain and it's supposed to like help like not numb the pain but it like separates you from kind of what you're experiencing so you don't quite experience it front on 
So well, it feels like well, you're well to be dream. honest, bro, you're talking about a pretty profound. So, like, I never. Your sounds a little, a little more aggressive than some of the, the things I've dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of your descri- it's tough for people to describe it and you described it in like the perfect way and so pretty much what max and i are saying is we're both nuts total nuts yeah but don't you sometimes think when it comes to mental health so one that's probably why you have all this manic energy i'm assuming you do all these extra all this shit right oh yeah 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 i feel you i'm like i'm like the same way like i are you up and down a lot? Are you like energy up, energy down? It seems like you're usually pretty steady. It's getting a lot more steady. Yeah. I think like more like teenagehood, it's very up and down, very up and down all that time. But I think now it's starting to kind of stabilize. Well, I heard that there's something, come on in, we're just having a mental health talk right off the rip. Yeah. But I heard there's something called when you're through adolescence, yep. you have, adolescents have an abstract brain and then it transitions into a concrete brain have mm-hmm. you heard those terms no is that just like a growing brain versus a full, like well, a well it's just like you become you're very creative and you don't really understand certain ideologies oh, i see and then you're like meant to go you know yeah, curiosity so that, go and explore learn stuff and then when you're an adult you already so that's close in. so that's why you have more th- well that's at that age when i'm yeah. saying like 12 to 16 that's why you have like yeah. a bunch of shit going on yeah so when you were categorizing this shit with like, I'm sure there was a psychoanalyst or something looking back, do you ever feel like, you know what, maybe I was just, maybe I'm just different. And like these, these therapists and psychoanalysts are like, they want to categorize me, but it probably doesn't even help. Yeah. Well, I actually went to many, many therapists, like brain scans and everything when I was like going 12 to 14 and trying to figure out what was happening. And they kind of just said like, I don't know what this is like. Maybe it's just, like, noticing things or something like this. And also, like, right after that event, like, another thing that happened is I have with my vision just, like, an overlay of, like, green, like, static, it looks like. And if you're looking at, like, a TV, you right. like, see that. And I have, like, ringing Dude, you're like here. Professor X from yeah, X-Men. Yeah, right? This <laughs> so guy's like, a super genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally. Um, but, um, and, and, and obviously, like, all the doctors just having them say, like, I have no idea what this is was, like, even more scary. So I... And I just went into thinking, you know, what could it be? Some brain, yeah. something like. I, I feel you, but I look back on it sometimes. It's so crazy to me that you dealt with that, dude. Because like, I I feel you. And, yeah. when, and when you went, when you're going through it, weren't you like, yo, I'm totally alone in this. No one is. You felt that way, right? Yeah, for 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 years. Yeah, I didn't. You like, didn't realize there were other people hear. with like crazy obsessions, right? Yeah. And yeah. Then, I feel you. Yeah. There's a, but it's for better or for worse. You're starting to realize too, right? Yeah. No, there's definitely some some things that have come out of it. That I'll I'll get onto it later, but like all this, pretty much. But I'm I'm also I'm in a place now with it where it's like, yo, you uh, is it okay just to like be different? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just it's like a self awareness thing. It's like, okay, cool. You think differently. You have weird niches and obsessions. I think it's best if you just look at it that way, as opposed to like, I have this disorder and that disorder. Oh yeah, no, you that's know what the I'm whole saying? thing. I think about that too. Just like the classification. Like it once just you classify makes it, it, then you're kind of any label on anything. Really, like when when in reality, there's no. I mean, that's a human thing you're putting onto it. So without that, like I thought about it too. Like, is there like is OCD as like a medical disorder? Like. Is it's that like they demonize pe- like people, a, bro? It's yeah. like it's pointless. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yep. can you just go up to people and say, "Yep, I think a lot differently than you." Yeah, yeah. And you know how to combat it now, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, definitely. And I'll get into that too. Um, but I think, so basically just, you know, that was like 12, 13, figured it out what this was. And by figuring it out, I, you know, got the therapy for it, learned how to deal with it. And once it became less scary, there was less stress. And the stress is the thing that actually makes it worse. So it was for kind sure. of, a, it was a self-feeding thing. Uh, once I figured that out, just kind of gone on with it. Um, then the OCD and anxiety and stuff like that kind of poured on in high school and then with all the hormones all the hormones yeah um and then puberty um, yeah that i mean it, it was a it was a <laughs> it was tough it was a wreckage it was a perfect storm uh and then there was some heartbreak in there too one of these summers and you know bad situation but you know i just like i fell in love with this girl who was my best friend's little sister by like by like one year but this is you're comfortable with him talking about this okay yeah okay. um and and um basically that that just obviously didn't go well um and i i felt a lot more heartbreak than like i should i felt like the world was like ending and it was like the darkest and i had been depressed and then i felt this feeling that summer of like way more than that and i was like w like this is the this is such a like dark feeling like i don't know what this is so then i went out and i wanted just to, the one thing that summer is i wanted to figure out what the um what that emotion was because I had never felt it before. I thought I had felt through like all this shit, but mm -hmm. I had never felt this. Um, so I read this book that was like, you know, the human brain and emo emotions, like, and it just goes through this. It's like 400 pages. I'm just like, so you don't read, but I read that. Audiobook? Audiobook. Yeah. Did you actually do an audiobook for it? I did audio while I like read it, but yeah, audiobook. Okay. And I was like very more obsessive at the time. So I think I read every page like 10 times that summer. Whoa. Like that was like my peak of like, just like, yeah. You were going crazy with it. I was going crazy. Um, but the stuff I read was very, very helpful. Um, just kind of being able to, like, logically see things and kind of go out of a, from a world of, like, just, like, kind of chaos and so much, like, not knowing what's going on to have, like, some sort of, like, grip and, like, okay, like, this is this. Grounding. So handle, grounded. I felt grounded for the first time. After reading the book. Yeah. Nice. And also with the OCD at that time that's when that was really bad and the intrusive thoughts were just coming in nonstop. And I noticed the one thing that would stop them was when I got to work and where I had a goal. So then I sat down and I asked myself like, what is a goal that's going to keep me busy forever? And I thought a yacht, future yacht owners. Whoa. From that. That's yeah. Cause a yacht's Fire. Gonna, yeah, that's I'm a not gonna, really dope backstory. Yeah. Nice. So not many people know that, but I'll get into, I want to like make a video and like do all this, uh, later on. But, um, yeah. And that really helped out working. And then when school started again, I, I went from all time low to all time high, just euphoria, met Paris month after things nice. worked out and just got going and life changed. Word. Yeah. So you're, you're also talking like you're 60, you know, you're only 20, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of ground. To get covered. Some, yeah. It, but I like that. So, so question, um, so now, given that you're an obsessive person, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Have you, you've started to notice that there are like profound benefits when you're starting something to that, right? Have you? Oh, the benefits of, of being of just psycho? Being, well, just, yeah. Be, yeah. Being a lunatic. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I think that. You don't get it. This dude can tap into something that no one else has. It's a truth though. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, we just started a business, bro. Yeah. Started um, a Fortune 500, feel me? Yeah. No, there's a lot of like, I, I, I look at it like as if I was like there sitting there and you have kind of like a forest in your head and then it's just on fire and it's all burning and it's a lot of like energy and flames. But if you can like convert that 
the trash gets crazy. Just I know, yeah. Automatically open. Welcome to the simulation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you can take that, like, energy and fire and, like, and, and point it somewhere, you can do, like, super powerful things and just, like, fuel it. Like, that whole month when I first got going, like, um, with school and FYI, I was, t- was picking off. Like, I would go home at, from school at, like, 3, sleep till 5, and then work from, like, 5 to 5 in the morning, take a nap, how, and then go to school. How old were you? 18. That was senior year uh, at the beginning, and I was like, and that was all. That's when I met you. Yeah, I think so. Probably at the end of that year. So it had dwindled a little bit, but still going for it. Question, do you ever worry about, um, do you ever worry about, like, you're probably such a self-motivator, and it seems like you got, like, a team going now. Do you ever worry about leadership? Is that, does that ever concern for you? Yeah. um, Well, Let's see. I think for like all the different kind of like startups that I'd start from being like 12 to now, just like little things and all of them failing miserably and then learning, obviously, like the failures, you learn things something every time. Um, but in terms of leadership, I, you know, I always wanted to like have like a team, but the Overthrive is actually kind of the first thing I kind of built the team around. Uh, I've had people obviously help out with FYO, but I've kind of just done every all the little pieces myself. Um and I have kind of seen that, like, a lot of times you well, can just go out and do it yourself. But I think, like... I feel you. Yeah. Well, yeah, bro. It's gotten to a point. I know. The trash can's nuts. It's crazy. Hey, how was the business call? Good? Yeah, it was good. Let's go. Good? Yep, it's good. Making our list of hashtags and new, new targets. Oh. Make sure her account sounds better for when she launches her new... Uh, she's going to launch, like, a documentary. Oh, sweet. Well, wait. Well... Are we allowed to talk about the substance of the client on air? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What does she do? Um, she, what she was talking about was really interesting. It's very similar to like what you guys are talking about. She um, talks about like self care, but in the way to like move away from trauma. So if you go through something really traumatic, like sort of the idea of like creating routine for yourself and like finding things that you're passionate about and that make you happy that you can do every day to kind of move Word. from that place of trauma to a better place. Word. I'm just going to take the hat off real quick. Is that all right? Yeah. All good. I'm oh, sorry. I just got a fresh lineup. Hopefully my hat hair is not terrible. <laughs> there it is. But, uh, okay, word. Sounds like a solid client. We'll take it. So, yeah, like it got to a point where, with this where it's like, yo, bro, I've done every a lot on my own. feel like time to kind of let's grow this motherfucker. You feel me? Yeah. You'll probably reach a point like that too. Yeah. Are you starting to realize too with like your obsessions that like persistence is a lot easier for you? Persistence. I think for me, what happens is I kind of get into like a, um, and this may touch on the up and down thing. It's not really like emotionally up and down as it was in the past. It's more like I get into something and then I'll have a couple of weeks with it. Like all the artwork for FYO, I'll be like in Photoshop for a month straight making all the artwork. And then all of a sudden, like, I have no desire to like touch art, pick up a pencil or do anything. And I'm more into like marketing and I'll do all that and I get into it. Um, and just kind of keeps changing in different things. So it's kind of nice to have like, so what's your rock though? Like what, like, what are you consistently doing daily? <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I was, I, I pointed her at the wrong time, but like Paris is, is, is awesome to have as like, you know, someone who I can like, consistently have something like that but obviously you can you can find that within yourself too um i kind of feel like entrepreneurship as a whole is my rock though 
you know, whether it is kind of the art side of it or or the business side of it, I can always I'm always kind of plugging into one side. I can always kind of just progress. Okay. And yeah, just progress in general. Really, I kind of need it every day, or else I feel feel off. Yeah, I do too. You know, like I either you need like, a routine, right? I need a routine. If there's a day where like I I can't, you know, do this, and somehow like I'm just not doing it, I can't get get doing it, and I don't even go to the gym, and I'm just sitting there. It's just like it's bad. It's really hard. Yeah, and I feel you. Yeah, we'll throw you off. Yeah, that's whack. Yeah. Hey, what movie are you watching here? Infinity War going. So I'll tell you what I do on a marketing tip. Tell me if you think this is a good strategy. So people's retention is like really small to watch a full episode, right? Yep. Podcast, like, you know, we might be here for an hour and a half today. Yep. So I figure like if someone's just staring at the screen, there's dead time while we're talking. At least there's something in the back that's engaging. So they're at least still have their eyes on the laptop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You think no, that's, that's, that's a good scheme? That's a great scheme. Is it? Literally. Well, it's like, okay, you don't want to watch this show. Why don't you just watch the movie? Yeah. Um, Pirated. Yeah, right? Just kidding. No, it's not, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> don't take this down. Oh, that's good. So, how how old is Future Yacht Owners now? Um, Probably a year and a half. A little bit over now. Um, anyways, is should, it I pr- t- should I touch on the whole, whole thing? Because it's a clothing brand, but it's kind of changing now. Yeah, so I have issues with that sometimes. Yeah. No offense that like you that it's like tough to start shit. I mean like me personally. Yep. It's like what is your vessel? You know what I'm saying? Like what are you just going to like keep going with? Yep. So is it the clothing? Bro, people ask me this shit all the time. Is yep. it like the clothing? Is it the there was like a rapper collective you were trying to start up? Yep. Um, Build on that. I am um all about rapid pivoting. So like I'll, I'll being I, dynamic, lean startup methodology. So unfamiliar. Oh, I'll give you the book. Life changing audio book. Can't read. Not I'll dyslexic. You- <laughs> just can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the audio book. Um, crazy stuff. Basically it looks at entrepreneurship, um, as it's kind of like, like a hypothesis where you're going to, you want to like pr- prove something. So you put out like a test. And then so maybe you're like selling t-shirts and you sell them and it doesn't really work very well. It's a horrible example. I'm going to start. Um, essentially, you can kind of put out two different things and you can just look and see like, okay, like this is performing better than this. So I'll move away from that thing. you were telling me about this before. Yeah, yeah. It's, this, it's this whole thing. It started in like Japan, but just read the book. It's it, audio book. It's, it's crazy. Is um, it effective? It's oh, it's super fast. So basically, so what does that mean? Just keep your keep your yeah. overhead low. So yes, that's huge. Yeah, and it's all like small batch versus large batch. So I mean, it, it essentially, it may say don't get like a thousand wristbands, but it's, it seems like you're, you're able to get rid of them all, um, which is which is awesome. Um, but those are for you, new joints. Oh, sweet. Bl- black. Those are for you. Thank you. Nice, hundred percent. The pink glows in the dark. Does it really? Yes, What's sir. Um, pop these on. Um. Anyways, You're talking about a lean startup. Yes. So the Overthrive, I actually read this book and I was like, oh my god, like this is kind of crazy stuff. Like I don't know, like what this is, but I kind of want to like start this. And FYI was already going, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna make a business just to test this whole book theory out. So I made Overthrive just as like a test. And what I did is I took a lot of feedback from from not myself. 
You got my feedback, right? I probably got your feedback. Yeah, I called you. Yeah, I got your feedback. Terrible sales pitch. It yeah. Terrible. No, and that's good to have. No, but then I was like, bro, like, what do you want? You're like, uh, you're right, bro. Yeah. Well, because you'd called me and I, I, I could sense that you were like really excited about it, but you were just trying to call as many people as possible to figure it out, right? And then I was like, yo, bro, what do you want? You're like, I'm just looking for some clients, man. You know, <laughs> I was like, all right, bro, we can definitely work with that. Yeah. Um, but where you, instead of just like the typical entrepreneurial thing where you think of an idea and you send it and you invest tons of time and maybe tons of money into getting to that thing. And then like all of a sudden, like people are like, eh, that's pretty cool. Thanks. But it's not what you envision in your head. So instead it's a bunch of small steps and every step you make, you go out and you test. You're like, Hey, how is this? You get feedback. If the feedback is positive, you keep going. If it's negative, you pivot. And by doing so you take out like I don't want to say all the risk, but if you're able to pivot, maybe something that starts as like an Instagram marketing company with the feedback of people leads you to some production company and maybe that's successful and that's, and that's the goal of what you got in it for. Um, so that's, that probably also comes with not when you start not having a concrete idea of where you want to end. Yep. Right. Yep. So I didn't, that was helpful with, uh, with overthrive because I just kind of had a loose idea with the social media helping people out and then. Even with the website, I remember I had just like 20 kids who I gave the software out to test it and in, in for free uh, for those first few months in exchange for feedback. So I'd call them once a week and I'd say, let's pop on the website. I made these changes. Do you like them? Do you not like them? Go through everything. What are you looking for in the service? Mm-hmm. So instead of building it towards what I envisioned, I built it towards like what the audience envisioned. Word, okay. And even now, any like phone call and stuff, you know, that's why all these companies ask you like, you know, if you can, the constant improvement is this, is this whole thing now, but, um, so one, one thing that is interesting to me about that is that, yep. dude, I very rarely ask for feedback Yeah. because I know I'm working harder than everyone I'd ask feedback for. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it's yep. not even on an ego tip. Do you ever feel that way? Like, does it before the do, book, do I, before the book, yep. the book will change my mindset. I think it may. I think it, it could just like, cause obviously like you're hustling and with enough hard work, you can pretty much make anything happen. Full speed, baby. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's what Look at the names on this motherfucker. Yeah. And you're, and you're getting it already. And it seems like you're kind of naturally pivoting. You're seeing, First, ha- well, like you don't need to ask people like get on phone calls and ask them. You're just, you're, you're, you're getting in like, you're now you're in Boston. You're doing this. You knew well, Boston my, was a good market. Well, well that I knew it was market. untapped. Yeah. There's no That's a real relevant podcast. One, two, like I I kind of built this around my skill set. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I didn't. I don't, have you seen my film? Film is tough I, for me. The detail, like the little specific details, is very hard for me. This is easy because the production is very easy, and all you got really got to do is talk. Mm-hmm. Do you sometimes feel like hmm, maybe I'll just build a business around my skill set? My skill set specifically. And do you think that's what you've done with the marketing, the social media marketing? Yes, I think so. I think um, that's kind of the, the seed of it. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where I get the, the idea of, you know, as a general thing, social media marketing. That's something I know a lot about I can help people with. And then I'll let it kind of evolve based off what it needs to get to um, along the way. But, yeah, definitely. I think I think it's a balance of picking your skill set and then and seeing the the people for sure that's what it's all yeah 
That's another thing, dude. Like, you'll, it's good you have a team. There's been times where, like, dude, if you're starting up your own thing, you are very lonely. Yeah. The, a lot. Yeah. <sighs> good thing you got a shorty, bro. Mm. But, <laughs> yeah, word, for sure, honestly. But, bro, there's, it's mm. like, if you're, like, dedicating 18 hours of, like, getting shit done, well, I'm not, I, I say 18 hours all the time, but more like 15 or 16. Bro, you are isolated a lot. It's a dark place, man. Thanks for coming, bro. <laughs> so, so question: Are you are you now at a point where you're shifting out of this, or you want to operate both the social media marketing company and the fashion brand slash collective yes. at the same time? Yes. Um, I'd like to do both. Um, but I do see like, like if I wanted to like solely make money, I'd probably just go for overthrive yeah because of the margins and everything the way it works out um if i want to kind of feed the creative soul and that then obviously the future out owners so right now i'm kind of balanced and like i said i'll be like very into this for like two weeks and then less so and then very into that so i can kind of go back and forth but obviously if i were to pick something and send it like that's a smart idea i think it's definitely good to invest into in the one thing i just kind of naturally got these two things going so have you ever thought of just so Max is a, a male model, that is like wild to me. You're definitely the only male model I've ever met. Yeah. So how did that start? Okay, Instagram. I'll I'll, I'll go for it. So basically, um, it's all like so tied together, which is really interesting. Um, so I would, I would, um, I would go on Instagram and I and I just saw some kid who I think I knew, who had like a separate page for modeling and i was like well what's that about and then i was like he was posting all this scouting stuff and you're like, and I was this like, just kind of hot i'm kind of hot might as well try it right <laughs> and yeah so basically i um and i didn't i had these here's the deal so my my high school friend drew um shout out to drew shout out to drew frank um he had a camera and i had fyo just getting some shirts started together for like first couple weeks and i and i tell him about it and we're like you know, I don't want I don't know any models. I don't want to like pay anyone. Um, so I'm gonna do it myself. I'll throw the shirts on. We'll go after school. You take some photos. So I took those photos and I was like, oh, like I'll just put these like on a little side thing. And then like around that same time, I was in the mall and some dude in like pink pants came up to me. Pause. <laughs> what do you see? He's like, dude, I'll get you a contract, man. No problem. Well, no, this is just a photographer. He's like, I want to shoot with you, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, like I kind of want to like see what this is about. And then you're also like, yo, this dude's a little creepy. A little creepy. Dude in yeah. pink pants wants to take pictures of me naked. This is a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> um. But um. And then he shows me Instagram, and it's at like 30k, and I'm like, yep, let's do it. Um. The Instagram validation. Yeah. It's. it's pretty it's, sad that's what it that's why it's, down the to, tr- but. it's true psychology though yeah and um so i just go to his house and he has like some like he put some like were you a little nervous showing up you're like Whoa. yeah yeah i didn't know what was happening at all but he he uh he was with some like makeup artists and they were just super nice They're, he was like like 24 or something okay. like we're out of like risd or something and he just put on music this is in rhode island we talked yeah um put, put on some candles he's like all right man time to get naked <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he put some sparkles on my face. Yeah, literally. Um, but um, but um, yeah, we just take some shots there, and probably like ninety nine percent of them are trash. But like, you get some good ones. He just like how do you know? Th- how do you, how do you justify a good shot? Like what? That's up to him. 
all the photographers they'll pick him out um how do you tell though it's like dude just picture of a face yeah it's like it's like a very opinionated editorial thing you look for like certain emotion i guess but it's kind of like art like what's good painting so how um, how do you separate yourself though as like a, a model photographer isn't it just based on like how hot your model is Oh yeah, I no, I think I think there's gonna be some like you're looking for shapes. I guess the model is like they tell you like your face is the actor, and your body's the dancer, and together you are a model. Like you're supposed to like make certain shapes with your like <laughs> like body and do certain face. And I'm trash at this. Like I don't. I'm trying Unless to like, you look this. right. No, I don't even like. I don't even like. I'm just like I tip. I'm just like I, I have a good modeling look, but I have no really talent. What justifies a look? just how hot you are or like I, I honestly think, though yeah well i think like like six one to six three okay like, in the range let's go i guess well, you're like, like, I, you must be taller now right aren't you like six four i think i'm six three i think it starts to get negative if you're, if you're six four so so you might All be on, you might right on the down, way out bro so, yeah um yeah right um you got i'm sure you gotta be lean right yeah that's kind of the look so there's right like now. there's so there's like some gaunt models who are just like bones and it's a little creepy and gaunt can you elaborate gaunt i think it's like a word that looks like basically you're just not going to have like much of anything it looks like you're anorexic that's like why would anyone want to look at that like like, you're kind of like dying um it's like an editorial thing in new york they like that it's weird um and then just like just normal lankiness like me that, that works out and then there's like some like fitness models too okay but that's kind of the look um but yeah, definitely skinny, lanky. Who's like the gold standard for male models? Gold standard. Um, Tyson Beckford. What's his name? Neil Can you pull up his Instagram so I can see it? Yeah. Well, so he's got like a very defined jaw. You'll see. Oh, it's so like I need to get my jaw a little. I need to lose. There's exercises for that. I'm not. Doing, I'm not doing all those. <laughs> I didn't do any of them either. Um. But um. Anyways, so I made a separate account and. I knew like how to grow it and I saw this other kid's page and I was like, okay, like my audience is not going to be like my friends from school. This is the whole reason why I didn't use my own page. I was like, I don't want my friends to see that I'm doing this. I was just kind of self-conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think most honestly, and that's totally valid because I think most people would be saying, hey, I want to be a male model. There's a stigma with it. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Especially just from like Rhode Island high school and just like- Rhode Island's tiny, bro. Yeah. And, um, so I make this account and I market it like solely towards like 10 to 15 year old girls. Um, basically invasive marketing. Logan Paul, Logan Paul, that whole thing. Any Cameron Dallas, I go out to their pages. Their audience will like every photo when you follow them. They will comment on everything. The engagement shoots up. If you, if you specifically follow those pages. Yes. What's this guy's name? Neil Visser. Yeah, so this dude hot as hell, man. Yeah, he's, he's Pause, but dead ass. But yo, but he's mad thin. Yeah. So that's like, I just imagine girls wouldn't be into a physique like this. Yeah, I don't think it is girls that are in that. I think it's just kind of like an editorial kind of. Like this dude is OD thin. Can I see him? I haven't seen his. I've only seen his. Yeah, he's thin. Damn. But he's like lean. So is that the look? Yeah, I guess the abs and. It's editorial. That's the whole market. It's like fashion mall in New York. Like, dude, but this dude probably doesn't fashion. fucking eat. Yeah, no, that's probably that's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> Here, thank you. Maybe that's why his jaw's like that. Neil, Neil Visser, no hate to you, man. You seem like you're killing it. If you ever hear this and we meet and we do business, no hate to you. I just, uh, I'm a maybe I'm jealous. 
Um, and I make that account, and it just I can get it from like zero followers, like five k with like two thousand likes in every post within like a month. So this was your this is your lean startup. This is this is going with this, and then basically I I shift the growth after I have kind of an audience built up to um, I start using these hashtags like Scout Me, IMG, all these different uh, agencies. They have their own hashtags that you use. Okay, Max. And I have all these hashtags, and I post, and I use them. And, and you're just, and so are you consistently posting photos with like professional photographers? You're doing iPhone shots. I did, I did. It was a mix with iPhone shots, Drew's shots, and I just kind of took like the ten shots from this professional guy, this editorial thing I did with this guy from the mall. So how long did it start up before it was like prevalent? You were getting looks. I think the whole process for like three months, <laughs> really fast. Fast. It, it, yeah, and it was just during school, and basically. After getting it built up and kind of getting it through those hashtags, um, what happens is typically, like, a mother agent can, like, like, you can go directly to, like, an agency. Yeah, like Maggie Inc. Yes, so that's an agency. And Do they only do girls? Um, I think it's mostly girls, but now they do. They do they guys, do too. too. Um, but, um, Who are you rep by? DNA. Fire. New York, yeah. That's the same same one as that, dude. Oh, word. So and, uh, why were you shitting on your coworker? No, I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, and it's, like, obviously, like, the market's, like, it's, like, the, the fee, it's, like, the only bit, well, not the only business, one of the only businesses that, like, females make well, a ton more money than guys do. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, a, the top-paid male model makes, like, $1.8 million. The top Tyson paid, Beckford gets paid, like, $1.8 million. Probably around that, yeah, maybe a little less. But oh. then there are, like, there are celebrities who model, who get modeling contracts, too. And then they get influencer money, stuff like that, so it's changing, but, like, the top, like, female models, like... 100 million or something like that um but anyways like, Gis- like giselle is making a bag bags she's a beast I know she's making more than brady isn't that wild can you pass my phone real quick bro sure thanks um i'm gonna shut it off i um so yeah but i i don't get like interest from directly from an, an agency um but a mother agent from africa lives in ghana i have never met him in person a in mother agent mother agent so basically in the industry like and it may work like this for other things too but with modeling you typically don't get directly with an agency like dna or img or maggie or anything you have a mother agent and they're going to like be the first person to find you teach you about the industry and they're going to have the connections into the doors of those agencies so this guy as my mother agent knew dna knew all these agencies and he sent he booked these these meetings and meanwhile, so I'm, what? What are you thinking now? Like, I'm like with this random dude I'm, through the internet. In Africa, I can't text him because his di- his phone number is like 15 digits long. So then how we, did you think he was legit? We used like WhatsApp. Um, I did not think he was legit, but he said like, "All right, your meetings next week. Be be in New York," and he had the schedule. So Sounds I was like, sketchy as hell. I hop bro. on a hop on a bus and I go to these meetings and they're all there and they're and I have the meetings. It was legit. And then DNA a week later shows interest and I go with that. So that's the whole process. But okay, so I might cut this as a clip. So I'm kind yep. of a hot dude, right? Yeah. You know, I'm working into my prime. My hairline's tucking a little bit back, but I want to become a male model. Yeah. Right? Yep. What do I have to do? What's step one? Go um, do step one through step four for me. Go. Well, my process with the whole Instagram thing is not normal where I kind of just had like, if, if you wanted to try what I did, I'd say get an Instagram page, take some photos, see if you can get some more editorial guy. Some sexy photos. Some though. sexy photos, some high quality, some professional photos. Good lighting, jaw clench type thing. Jaw clench type thing. And, and. But shirts off? 
If you've been working for it, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a month, and, give me a month, all yeah. right. And then um, and then post those and build up some sort of following. Then a mother, mother agent's going to see that you're kind of like, oh, he's new, he's already getting this many like likes. Like this guy told me, he's like, I see that like your engagement's like going up. Like I think there's something about you. I'm going to be your mother agent. <sighs> So Sounds like, a little sketchy. Seems a little sketchy, but... That mother agent, but he did come through, right? He came through. What's his name? Mondi. <laughs> Dude, why would you ever follow up that conversation? Mondi. <laughs> I, I, uh, That's hilarious. I don't... Yeah. Mondi? Yeah, yeah. Mondi's the chosen one. He's cool. I want him to be my mother agent. He's cool. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Talk but, about going at, just winging it. Yeah, that was a total send. Um, Wait, so who have you worked with modeling-wise? Um, and really, so I've been in Rhode Island, and next year I'll be in New York, and I can, like, go every day and The more do this. prevalent market. But now I'm just doing, like, little things. So I had a couple, like, I had, like a little suit thing where I just go stand there, wear a suit for a day, and get paid. Um, did, like, some, like, other simple work for this brand called, like, Theory. And then the, bi- the big thing, and the only other thing, I haven't gotten much work at all, um, Ms. Levi's thing, but that's like a big gig. So that's, that's major league, bro. Yeah, so that was awesome. And I didn't even have to go, go to a go-see. Normally the process is you go to like a ton of different go-sees. Um, you walk in, they like take a photo, you wear their jeans, you do some poses, and then they call you back if they're interested. So you hit them with that blue steel. Yeah, and then if that works out, you can get work. But most of the time, you don't get the work because um, there's so much competition for it. But out of the so, blue, I get so a So what did they say? They're like, yo, this dude's six feet. We've seen him, or six three. We've seen him on Instagram. Yeah. Pretty much it? Well, they'll bring in, for like a go-see, they'll... What is a go-see? So it's like you go and see a brand. So when you're a model, like, I'll just get a text from an agency saying like, go and see, um, give me any brand. Go and see New Balance. Okay, yeah, go and see New Balance. Here's the location, some office in New York. And you're going to show up there. It's a Boston lot. brand. Boston brand. Yeah. You're going to show up there uh, in, um, with just like 20 to like a hundred different models and they only need like two models for the shoot, but they're going to make you all go stand there for the five minutes, take a photo, bring that to a marketing team and decide if you have a good look so, for it. So similar to a headshot with a casting agency yes. in a movie. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, but and this just seems like holy shit. Way overboard, yeah. So out of all the ghosties, I've only gotten one. Like I've been to like like forty ghosties and gotten one thing out of it. And the other two worked. It's just been out of the blue. Like they just like find me online and they're like, all right, we'll go with him. And that was a Levi's thing, which was sweet. I feel like you could finesse all of this just through Instagram, though. Yeah. Don't you think so? Without yeah. without having to go through a casting agent, be like, hey, look, this is a picture I'm capable of. I'm kind of a hot dude. Like, give me some money and I'll market your shit. Yeah. Um. I think that's definitely like a path. I think like, like DNA, you like have to sign this contract and you can't really do much of that. But like, if I was an independent model, I would definitely. But DNA cut the check. Cut the check. Yeah, like you're on contract with them. Yeah. Fire. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and but yeah, for that Levi's thing, it was sweet. That was just like a three day thing. The first day it was in the summer. That day it was like 97. It was scorching. But it was indoors, right? No. Oh, it was all. Can I see the pictures? There's first ones. Yeah, actually. that's major though. Um, dude, that's awesome. This dude is sponsored by Levi's jeans. Wait, were you doing bottoms and tops? Um, yeah, just yeah? a ton of different outfits. On is the- that Levi's? Uh, no, this one's not. <laughs> yeah, do they hook it up with free stuff after or what? No, no free stuff. That's some bullshit. Man. Yeah. Um, police up. Um, what was I saying? So. I go there and it's like 97 degrees and 
um, we're shooting outside, but it's it's really cool because like I'm going from like not having any experience to doing and like even that shoot like I I could have like done better now that like I'm knowing more and more each time about like what you can like, Are you do. slate to the camera. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a little frozen for this shoot, but you know, regardless, it was really so you're cool you're cool that he's going out and modeling because there's no like jealousy factor. Um, I'm trying to get her to, I mean, to get into it, but she's she's I'm a little like short. Three, so like yeah. She's she's into the whole acting thing, so. Yeah. But no, I think it's like, I think it's cool, and I trust him, and I think like, I just think it's like awesome. Like I. Know it's a sick hustle, honestly. Yeah, and I went actually on the day he went to all these meetings. Like, yeah. I went into the city with him, and like we just went to all these meetings, and I just sat. And, like, it was just fun. It was so interesting, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. These are like reputable agencies. That, this is like, dope. Are interested in. Well, one thing is, dude, you you hear like you look like you're 24. Yeah. So they put makeup on and stuff? They did a little bit. And so that was outside. They had a person whose whole job these was are, to, in these, between photos, come and, like, dab your face. To make sure you're not sweating. Yeah. So that was, like, pretty royalty type thing. So they use these in the campaign, correct? Yeah. So I think there's, like, a... We'll see, like... And they just use them all over, but... Say yeah. They're in Macy's? Macy's? Fire. Any, any of the Levi's sections within Macy's, that's where you'll find... Wait, so your Levi's. pictures are... They are in every Macy's every in the Macy's. Levi's section. Yeah. That's major league, bro. That's, that's sick. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Wait, I'm going to get a photo here. Let's see. There's like... Um, let's see. Okay, so let's just go over the steps one more time. One is get hot. Get hot. <laughs> Fire. Okay, I'm, I'm on it. Two, learn how to market via social media and take good pics. Yeah, and I don't know what the normal pathway is. I think you just kind of have to get found by another agent out of the blue. So it's that random but build something, mother you agent. As, yeah, you, I mean, you may as well build some hype to your name before you get, because they have they can pick anyone. So so you get a little clout. Yeah, get some clout. Okay. Walk around in malls. Walk around in public spaces. You never know. Just look for a dude in pink pants. Pink pants. Always, always stand near. Stand, always be hot. Stand close. Stand close to pink pants, but definitely not too close. That's what I'm saying. Place, but. A stone's throw away. 